great to have everybody here again to, uh, to worship God, and especially wonderful to have some visitors with us. Our summer services are all age, and all age worship isn't everybody's thing. So I have listened to feedback, and I have made a few changes since last week, so hopefully more people will feel able to engage to a greater degree. So we're going to begin our act of worship this morning by singing the first hymn, If you want to follow it in the hymn book, it's the red one and number 73. The words will also appear on the screen. And it's a good old hymn of praise when morning gilds the skies. If you're able, please stand as we sing together. now let's come to God in prayer. We pray together. Thank you, God, for this morning, for the many good things that make us glad, for the everyday things we don't even notice, and for the special things that surprise and delight us. Thank you for this day when we can come together to worship you. Thank you, God, for Jesus, for the stories he told and the things he did, for the people he met and the hope he gave, for his life and example and his gift of eternal life. Thank you, God, for Jesus, our saviour, redeemer and friend. Thank you, God, for your spirit for the wisdom and understanding she offers, 
for the courage and compassion she brings, for her unseen movement bringing order from chaos. Thank you, God, for your spirit, our comforter, counsellor and companion. And thank you, God, for each other, for the white hair and liver-spotted hands of age, for the giggles and wriggles of inquisitive tots, for the ambition of youth and the reflection of middle years. Thank you, God, for each other gathered in this place. And thank you, God, that you delight in our prayers, which we offer to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week, we heard the Commonwealth Games song that has been recorded by children living in East Glasgow. And we're going to hear it again this week. Um, I know it was very bright last year and some people couldn't see the pictures. So I'm just using an audio recording this week for this part of the thing. Hello, I'm Anne Cor. Welcome back to the Hillhead Games 2014. Today, people will be lighting candles for the six Commonwealth regions. So over to E-Inquisitive for the latest news. Thanks, Anne. Yes, here we are again. As you can see, the Games candle is burning brightly, and we await the lighting of the six smaller candles. Here is Gloria and Atlanta to light a candle for Africa. Here is Carl and Aidan for the Americas. Here is Leo for Asia. Here is Spencer for the Caribbean. And now Max and Merida for Oceania. And finally Bonnie for Europe. Wonderful. All six nations have lit their candles. Now back to Anne Cor in the studio. Thanks, Ian. It's brilliant to see all those candles burning brightly, celebrating the many nations at the Games. Now, I have a suspicion there are not many churches in the UK that could genuinely get representatives of all six regions, but we can. So that's pretty impressive, isn't it? We have genuine representatives of all six regions of the Commonwealth. So, we have our Commonwealth bunting up, and Katrina and I had some fun um, trying to identify some of the countries after we put it up. So, I thought, well, let's just see how clever people are, because I'm sure you're much cleverer than me. And we're going to have some pictures, two flags from each region, and we'll see if you can recognise them and name which countries they are. So, first of all, oops, two from Africa. Okay, Alanta and Glory. Nigeria, which is the Nigeria flag? The top one, that's right. And is that your home nation? No, you're Uganda? Yeah, Uganda's your home nation, that's what I thought. And does anybody know what the bottom right one is? Alanta again. It's not Botswana, but that's a good guess. Um, Special links to Scotland, we all really should know this one. Oh, yeah, right. Mm. 
Malawi flag. Okay, so, so next time you see Malawi's flag, you might recognise it. I haven't got a clue either, so I'm, I'm, there's no, no wiser than anybody else. Two from the Americas. Okay, Carla Adams for Canada. So that's the one at the top, is it? No, the one at the bottom, that's right. And that's your home nation, isn't it? Or Mummy and Daddy's home nation, definitely. And what's the one at the top? Ghana. Close. I think you've probably got the right country in mind, but you're just not quite saying it right. You're saying Ghana's in Africa, but I think you're on the right track. Guyana, that's right. Well done. Yeah, so Guyana is that lovely one with the triangles, which is over there somewhere. I did spot it this morning. Okay. Asia, two from Asia. Does anybody recognise? We've got some very good flag experts. Is anybody else any good on flags? Okay. Um, which one do you think is Pakistan? No, it isn't actually, but that's a good guess. You're in the right sort of general idea. Who likes their tea? Um, some tea comes from the top country. Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. That's right. So Sri Lanka is the one with the lion carrying a sword. And the one at the bottom is... It's not Turkey. It's an Islamic country. You're quite right. With the, the crescent moon to remind us it's an Islamic country. And there are lots of Islamic countries in the Commonwealth. And we all get on fine together. It's actually from the Maldives. So there you go. I didn't know either. I had the advantage of looking them all up on the internet. From the Caribbean or Caribbean, however we're supposed to say it these days. Spencer, how are we supposed to say it? Caribbean. Caribbean, okay. Caribbean. It's like halfway between the two. However Spencer says it, right. So what are these two nations from that part of the world? I hope I've got one of them right anyway, Yeah. Is one of them yours? Yes. So you're going to tell us what it is? Which one's the Bahamas one? The tulip. So this is the Bahamas one. And does anybody know what the one at the bottom is? It's a bit, I've been a bit mean, really, because I have... It's not Antigua, but good guess. Yeah, St. Kitts and, Kitts and Nevis or Nevis or however you're supposed to say it. Yeah. Well done. Excellent. Okay, Oceania. Now, this is interesting because a lot of people got the one that I knew wrong when I asked them. Um, who should we ask? Aiden. New Zealand. Well done. New Zealand has red stars with white edges. Australia just has white stars. So you have to know which one's which one. And what about the one at the bottom? You can guess I've been a bit awkward again, can't you? You've got a hard one. Sorry? Nairu? No, it's not Nairu, but... This was the one, if you've got a very long memory, but when they won a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games, it was really embarrassing because they hadn't got the flag because they didn't expect them to win anything. <laughs> well, it might not have been a gold, but when they won a medal. And they had to rapidly go out and buy one. This is Vanuatu. Does anybody remember that all that long time ago? Nobody thought to put the Van- Vanuatu flag in the box. Last two are from Europe. So it's not Scotland, England, Wales, or Northern Ireland. Katrina. Malta, that's right. Malta with the George Cross in the the top corner. And the other one is one of the Channel Islands, but I'm not going to tell you which. There's only two that have two Channel Islands that have teams. Oldenie and Sark don't have their own teams, but two of the Channel Islands do. 
So you've got 50 50 chance if you guess. Over that side. Guernsey, that's right. Guernsey has that one with the gold cross in the middle. It's great, isn't it? All these exciting things. All these different nations. Thank you, Brian. Um, we can put the lights back up. Each country within the Commonwealth has its own flag. Each country is different. We have Christian nations and Muslim nations. We have African nations and European nations. And somehow, in a perverse way, we all get along, at least enough to have some sports together. And that's got to be worth celebrating, I think. So we're going to sing a song now in the Purple Common Ground book. I don't think it's particularly well known, so it might be best if those who have rehearsed it perhaps do the first verse and the rest of us join in on the second verse. Is that okay, Paul? Um, (laughs) They're kind of quivering a bit because they've had to learn it. It's a setting of a psalm and it's clap your hands, all your nations. We'll stay seated for this one. I'm going to show you um, a picture of, this is my favourite sport in the whole wide world. Uh, It's very popular in one country. One of the countries that's shown up there, this is more popular than football. So it's a pretty good game. Does anybody uh, able to see which game it is? Very close. Very close indeed. 
It is netball, well done. And it is mostly played by girls. And on here we have photographs of four of the top teams in the world at netball who will be competing in the Commonwealth Games. So I wonder if you can guess or if you recognise any of those. Two from Oceania, one from Africa and one from the Caribbean. Or Caribbean, or however we say it. One is Jamaica. Yep, that's Jamaica up at the top. They are number four ranked in the world. Uh, USA aren't in the Commonwealth, so that would be a bit tricky. <laughs> um, it's the one in the black outfit there, the yellow outfit there. I'm not absolutely sure which outfit there. All black. What all black indicate to us? Mm. New Zealand. So the New Zealand are number one ranked in the world at the moment. Um, green and yellow is a common colour used by that country in all sorts of sports. It's not South Africa, but I heard it over there. Australia. Yep. Australia. And this, who are number two ranked in the world, and this is Malawi who are number five ranked in the world and are the one to watch. I can tell you who the final will be between now. Uh, it will be Australia and New Zealand because they are like way up there compared to everybody else. But it's going to be a good competition. Um, and all the home nations have teams in this year. So that's really, really exciting. So you have to choose a team for netball, but what kind of skills might you need in your netball team? Carl. What do you think? That was a bit... Tall? Well, that's a, lot of, a, lot of netball a lot of netball team people are tall. You're absolutely right. Um, I used to play in a netball team, and I was never really quite tall enough. Okay. Atlanta, what skills do you need? Glory, sorry, I always get this wrong. You need to be, get people's names right, which I'm rubbish at. Glory, I, I apologise. What skills do you need? Speed, good one. Uh, speed and agility. At the back for the New Zealanders. What skills do you need? <laughs> Apart from to frighten people out of their lives. Good at catching and throwing. Good at catching and throwing. Fantastic. This is a test. <laughs> See, I could actually be on the England cricket team. So, yeah. To be able to catch, to be, have quick reactions, to be um, quite tall is useful. All sorts of different skills that you need um, to be on a team. I guess one of the really important ones is being a team player. We're going to watch a little video. Um, are we? No, we're not. We're going to sing a song. Sorry. We're going to sing a song first. Then we're going to watch a little video. Now, we've sung a version of this song a few times over the last few months. And I know it's silly. But it's really important because it carries a message that we're all important to God, to Jesus, whether we're super good at netball or we actually can't catch a ball for toffees, that doesn't matter. We are all part of God's team. So we're going to sing this song, which I think we know the tune at least. Thanks, Paul.
now we're going to watch the video, and I'll have to go and sit on the floor because I have to stop it partway through because it gets very complicated. We're going, it's, I know the, the visual might not be brilliant with the light, but it's mostly the voices that we need to listen to. These are some athletes talking about being selected to be part of a team and being part of God's team. If we carried on with the video, they would have had a storytelling version of some Bible readings, but I'm actually going to read them because they're very short. They're all from Mark's Gospel, from Mark chapter 1. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men, and they followed him. Jesus went out again beside the lake. The whole crowd gathered round them, and he taught them. As he was walking along, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at a tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. Jesus went up the mountain and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. And he appointed twelve whom he named apostles to be with him and to be sent out to proclaim the message and to have authority to cast out demons. So he appointed these twelve. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Boanerges, that is, sons of thunder, and Andrew and Philip, and Bartholomew and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Canaanian, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Now, we're going to have a little bit of music, although we can think about those readings. And if little people want to go upstairs and do some colouring, that's absolutely fine. Or move about a bit more, that's absolutely fine. Or if you want to stay sat and listen with the grown-ups, that's fine too. In the first century, rabbis didn't stand behind lecterns. Rabbis sat on chairs. Jesus was a rabbi. So I have a suspicion 
He probably sat down mostly when he talked to people. These stories we hear about the call of the disciples, how many times have we heard them? So short, so few words, and yet the pictures they create in our minds. We can see, can we, Jesus calling out those men and saying, come and follow. But do we ever wonder what motivated him to choose those people and not some others? One day, Jesus was walking by the lake along the seashore. Had he gone out looking to call people to follow him? Or had he just gone out for a walk? Looking over at the boat, he saw Simon and Andrew and their colleagues and their family working on the nets. And he spotted something in those men. Come and follow me, he said. And they did. Seemingly, just like that. I can't click my fingers anymore. But just like that. They dropped everything and went. What was it about Jesus that gave him this Pied Piper quality? That if he called you, you dropped everything and followed him. And he also saw two other sets of brothers, James and John, who were going to squabble like Billio, the sons of thunder, who would be known in that group for their bad tempers. You, come and follow me. And they did. Leaving their dad, Zebedee, in the boat. Now, when I was growing up, Zebedee was a boingy thing on a spring. So I was very confused by that. And so he gathered over the time more people to him. And one day he'd been out teaching, talking, telling stories. And he spotted a Roman collaborator, a tax collector, who might have been called Levi and might have been called Matthew and maybe was called both and we don't really know. But he saw something in that man and he said, I want you on my team. Come. So Matthew came, left what he was doing and followed Jesus. And over the weeks and months, that group of people got very large. It was like a squad, not a team. There were women, though we don't know their names because nobody thought to write them down. And there were men, most of whose names we don't know either because nobody bothered to write them down. And I have a suspicion there were foreigners and children and old people, and all kinds of people in that squad who thought there is something about this Jesus that I want to follow him. But Jesus realized that for the job he had to do, he needed to get the right mix of people at the core. The core team had to be right. So one day he went up a mountain to talk to God, which we call praying. But given that God was his dad, I kind of like to think it was a chat. And after he'd done that, 
he came back down and he looked around. Simon, Andrew, Levi, Philip. We won't hear much about you till later when you are one of my first missionaries, but please come. And Thomas. Oh, I know people all think you're the doubter, but, you know, I need you on my team. I need someone to ask the questions. And yes, you, Judas. Yeah, you can look after the money for me. It's really important to have somebody to do that job. And so he went on, collecting these 12 men who would be his core team. And what a funny lot they were. Can you imagine the first time they sat down, or lay down as it would have been in those days, around the dinner table with Jesus to have a chat? If I'm allowed to say it in a church, there must have been a heck of a lot of testosterone in that room. All these men trying to work out who was the most important We know that's true because that's the story we heard last week. I'm more important than you because I do this. No, 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 I'm more important. And Jesus said, you know what? You're missing the point. You've got to be like children, open to discovering new things, willing to take risks. Sometimes you got it wrong, but that's okay. And you've got to be a team together. You have to help one another. There must have been some fascinating conversations. Can you imagine it? Simon the Zealot for the Yes Israel party and Matthew who was kind of better with the Romans. But they were on the same side. They were on Jesus' side. And I have a suspicion he said to them, you know what, actually you're both right and you're both wrong because actually this is bigger than all of that. And then there was Peter who opened his mouth just to change feet. And Thomas who kept going, yes, but. Yes, but. But over time, that team gelled. And they fouled up big time. When Jesus was arrested and crucified, one of them had betrayed him. One of them had denied him. And all of them ran away. It was left to those women, the ones on the edge of the team, to actually look after the burial. And so it was the women, the ones on the edge of the team, who were given the privilege of meeting the risen Jesus first. But he didn't give up on his team. He got them back together. And he gave them a commission. He said... Go out into the world and tell everybody about me. Tell them my stories. Tell them what I've done. Tell them how I've changed your lives. Because that's what God calls me to do. And so today, Jesus might be walking around our church. And he might say, Margaret, I want you. I want you because you're just so brilliant at organising the coffee club. And doing the refreshments. And Merida, I want you because you're so small and you've got so much to learn and you're willing to do so. And Edith, I want you because you bring your wisdom of experience of years. And Adi and Moji, I want you 
You with all that you bring from Africa. You with your hope of a new family on the way. I want you on my team. And Jeff, I need you. All that knowledge about oncology and fundraising and funds and managing it. And Brian, who can do planning. And Paul, who can play the piano. I want all of you on my team. Because all of you matter. My team doesn't have a number. It doesn't have to be 12. It doesn't have to be 72. It is how many it is. But all of you are invited to be on my team. We're going to sing a song. Um, It's... Well, when I was growing up, there was a hymn, Who is on the Lord's Side, and it was one of those good sing-along hymns, but it's got quite a lot of military language in, and some of it's a little bit violent, and it's not really quite where we are um, today in our thinking. So I kind of adapted it, so it might be a bit doggerel-ish because I wrote it, but I hope that you will at least join in and sing along. Who is on the Lord's Side? Who is in Jesus' team? Please stand if you can as we sing. service it says we're going to pray as teams and indeed we are Um, I'm just going to run upstairs with a few sheets for the people upstairs in case they want some words and can't see the screen pass the words around for anybody else who wants them and thinks they can't possibly see the screen or maybe the light's a bit bright for them that's fine you just take one and pass them along um, so people can see it if it's not on the screen what we're going to do is we're going to divide ourselves into two teams and we will have one team which is the people on the left up in the gallery and in the snug that's a very um, diverse team and we're going to have another team which is the people in the middle and the people over here 
And we're going to take it in turns to read a set of petitions, which is a posh word for the words in the prayer. And then we're all going to join together in saying thank you, God, for hearing our prayer. So if I just put up the first one so you can see. So team one, which will be this side team, will read all the way down to the end of happy time. And then everybody together will say thank you, God, for hearing our prayer. And then team two, which is the wiggly team, will lead us into the next petition. So we're going to pray with our eyes open so we can read the words together. At least those of us who are able to read. So let's pray. We pray for all the people coming to Scotland to compete in the Commonwealth Games. Some will be excited, some will be nervous. All of them are part of the team. And we pray that they will have a safe and happy time. Thank you, God, for hearing our prayer. We pray for the people working on the Commonwealth Games. Some will be professionals, some will be volunteers. All of them are part of the team. We pray that they will work well together. Thank you, God, for hearing our prayer. We pray for churches and community groups helping to celebrate the Commonwealth Games. Some offering hospitality, some planning events. All of them are part of the team. We pray that they will work well together. Thank you, God, for hearing our prayer. We pray for the people whose lives are disturbed by the Commonwealth Games. Some will be worried, some will be cross or sad. All of them matter too. We pray that they will be heard and helped. Thank you, God, for hearing our prayer. We pray for what will happen after the Commonwealth Games, for the promised legacy of hope, for new homes and new opportunities, especially in East Glasgow. We pray that these dreams come true. Thank you, God, for hearing our prayer.
loving and generous God who calls us all by name and promises to be with us always when it's fun and when it's not fun, when it's challenging and when it's easy. We bring these gifts of money and with them ourselves, dedicating both to your service in the name of Christ. Amen. Now, I thought the last hymn was one that everybody in the whole wide world knew. It's an old Salvationist hymn, but clearly not everybody does know it. But it's, you can have some fun with this. And if you know how to do the splits in the chorus, that's fantastic. And if you don't, just ignore the bits in brackets, and that will be equally fantastic. We stand, if we can, as we sing together. I'll go in the strength of the Lord.
triune God, team working deity, as we go from here, strengthened by you, may we each grow in grace as we work and learn with and from each other today and every day. Thank you.